eat me. Eat me now. You're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. The important thing is not just letting a woman know that you want her, but letting her know that she can have you in a very non-threatening, totally natural, loving way. Uh, uh, what else? Yeah, what then? <laughs> oh, now you guys know. No, no, what? You get her drunk, stupid. <laughs> Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast, a podcast for the rubes, by the rubes, talking all things Power Trip. Bets and Quotes is hosted by Chuck, better known as Power Trip Bets. Why I love Chuck is... That's exactly how I felt about the show, but I couldn't articulate it the way that he did. And Dave, the one and only Power Trip Quotes. Guy, he's going to get in there and just try to maul you. They were going to get an apartment together and see how things went, but settled on a podcast instead. Our legal disclaimer is simply that Lawyer Lambert probably likes us better than you, so good luck suing us. We hope you enjoy this episode, but if not, feel free to play Jax on 494. Got kind of tired of packing and unpacking Town to town, up and down the dial Maybe you and me were never meant to be Just maybe think of me once in a while I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati all right, Dave. Well, kind of a somber opening to uh, to the Bets and Quotes podcast this week. We're actually going to even put Lou, Lou Cove on pause for just a second here. Um, since we last recorded, uh, we lost a legend, and I don't mean that sarcastically. Uh, Herb Tarlick, played by Frank Bonner on WKRP in Cincinnati, passed away. Um, first of the uh, the cast, um, outside of Gordon Jump, the, the big guy, but uh, the first of the uh, rest of the cast, um, to uh to pass away from uh, from that group um i did you ever watch much of wkrp are you too are you very familiar with uh, herb tarlick i've never heard of wkrp or herb tarlick really really yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean maybe maybe i'm just young i'm not trying to be uh you know insensitive here but i i honestly have not heard of um that yeah, it was it was in syndication a lot through like I would probably say like right up until about 2000, and then I haven't seen. So it was it. a TV show? Yeah, it was a it was a half okay. hour TV show. It was it aired originally in the late 70s, and um, so it was very much uh like a lot of the 19s. Because I mean I I love 1970s music, you know I. Uh, I grew up in the 80s, and that's you know that that's my jam, and I know all that stuff. But you know, the older I get, the more I appreciate. Like I, I almost think I like 70s music better than 80s, and especially 70s rock, because you know just yeah. some absolute banger after banger of groups. But um, so, and you had like the whole kind of drug culture that was that was going on. It was kind of a very much a, a subtext of WKRP. There were lots of. Uh, very very hidden references to drugs and stuff in there and it was it it was just hilarious and it honestly i mean the reason i'm bringing it up on on our show is just it really fueled my love for radio back in the day um you know because it was it was all these crazy people working at a radio station and all the bizarre things that were happening going on and some of it was loosely based on actual things that happened to radio stations that the writers adapted into tv shows and stuff and um 
course Herb, Herb Charlick was the sales guy and he was, you know, your typical crass sales guy who was more interested in a three drink martini and hitting on the receptionist than actually trying to make a sale. And just a, a hilarious character. He wore the most outrageous loud clothes, um, just really, really a, a true character. And it's really about the only thing that Frank Bonner ever did. Uh, he didn't really do much acting after that. So Anyway, you know, I, I would encourage you if you ever get a chance, the, the turkey episode is the famous one that most people have, if they're familiar with WKRP at all, they're familiar with the turkey episode where they uh, decide to drop live turkeys from a helicopter as a Thanksgiving crazy promotion. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine how things went after that. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely fueled my love for, for radio. And, you know, we always talk about theater of the mind and that just um, that that was the beginning of it, and I listened to a lot more radio after I started watching WKRP, and yeah, kind of probably a big reason why I'm such a Power Trip fan these days. And I would dare to say that the characters at iHeart probably parallel the characters on WKRP quite well. So, <laughs> so well, anyway. that sounds interesting. I'm gonna have to give that a listen. Or uh, is that a uh, is that a linear show, or is it kind of like a no? It's, um, you it's, could it's, jump in. It. Total one-off. The seasons one and two were definitely better than later on. They started tackling like more serious topics, things that were happening. Like, you know, you would have concerts where, you know, like riots or stampedes would break out and, you know, people were killed and, you know, different, um, different like serious topics, which was fine. But, you know, it was um, a little less uh, funny than, um, than the first two seasons. The first First two seasons are definitely the uh, the home runs in terms of laughter. So um, yeah, just uh, grab one of those episodes sometimes, or search the uh, search the old TV guide and see if you can find it on somewhere. But all right, well that's uh, R.I.P. Herb Tarlick, and thank you for the memories. Um, R.I.P. Minnesota Twins. Um, despite this <laughs> hot streak that they've been on, you know it's going to come to an end when they start playing the White Sox. And yes, Lou, they are down ten to one as we record this episode. Yikesers! Yeah, uh, Ryan. Uh, I always say Ryan Donaldson now. Uh, my my, my is Wiseau. outweighing my my fandom for the Twins here. But uh, yeah, Donaldson. Wow, he is uh, he's a piece of work. He is. Yes, uh, <laughs> he got that home run, and then the Twins promptly got pounded after that. So beautiful. Um, but uh, so we got so we got the bad news out of the way. You know, we lost Herb. The Twins are getting killed. But Dave, I have good news for you and i have great news for you so oh my God. <laughs> i'm not gonna Talk make to you me. choose I'll, I'll give you the good news first and then the great news the good news is as we record this we're only four weeks away from the vegas trip it seems like time has just flown this summer oh my god i am so like i can i can taste the truly like i think i'm gonna be <laughs> double fisting like <laughs> double fisting truly's and then double fisting earl's sandwich french dips and then going back to double fist, like, I think I'm just going to try to, like, make, maybe they can, like, blend it up for me. It'd be a, a French dip, but instead of au jus, uh, the, it's just, like, you know, lime truly in there or something like that. Either that or you have to get four fists one way or the other. So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> double fists double fists. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're going to have to definitely check out Circa for sure. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm yes. going to Circa, like, when I land, I'm getting the car and I'm driving to Circa, like, first thing, because the Twins are playing day baseball, and I want to sit but there and watch them. you're going to get there it. before me. Yeah, I know. I'm going to sit there and watch them, and 
um, check it out. But I will definitely go back with you because uh, being the fellow sports betting fanatic, uh, you definitely have to see that place as well. So we'll uh, I'll make a couple trips up there. We'll get up there for sure. Um, uh, break it breaking news in there, Chuck, for you. I haven't even told you this. Uh, my timeline may have moved up. Ooh. Um, I, I'm going to be out there Wednesday. <laughs> I'm going to be out there Wednesday evening now. So I will be able to take in both shows, probably stay up all of Wednesday night. I think I landed like eight 30 or nine 30, uh, Vegas time on Wednesday night. So, uh, I'll probably just crush a bunch of beers and try to stay up until three 30 and then pass out at the table during the show. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I, uh, Vegas, that's, baby. That is good news. That's really good news. That also means I can sleep Wednesday night and use you as my uh, seat seat holder. So perfect. Yes. Well, the great news. Uh, so that's good news. The great news is I found the Lost Vegas episode. So yes, it was it was like I thought. I had it on a, a thumb drive that I used to back up my old laptop, and I did indeed find it. So uh, so that's I, the title for that podcast, by the way, when we drop it. Oh, 100 percent lost. Las Vegas. Yeah, I love 100%. it. Um, I'm definitely going to put it out before the trip because I figure the uh, rubes that are going on the trip, they'd uh, they'd want to hear it uh, before the show just to kind of hear what <laughs> what should have happened a year and a half ago. Uh, Even we'll, though it's so outdated, but we'll, yeah, well, we're very we'll, excited. We'll have to have a couple creative meetings uh, because I kind of the uh, the state of the podcast is definitely unfinished, and so we'll have to. Uh, We'll have to have a couple creative meetings here to decide, do we leave it as like an absolute train wreck that it already is, or do we try oh. to polish it up a little bit? But we'll uh, we'll take that offline, as they like to say. So, All right. Well, um, in our Patreon section, we are going to do a twins bet with your money and try and win the Patreon people some money. Uh, we will let you decide whether we're going to bet on the twins or bet against the twins. That'll, that'll, that'll be the fun twist to it. Um, uh, we'll do it the week before Vegas. So uh, I think they're playing the White Sox most of that week. So uh, we'll uh, we'll send out a poll, and you guys can decide uh, which which day to uh, to have the happy hour, and whether you want to bet on the Twins, get some big plus money, or you want to bet against the Twins. So uh, looking forward to that. So it's been way too long since we had a happy hour, and that seems like a really good time to do it. Um, hopefully, get a lot of Vegas juices flowing um, in anticipation of the big trip. Hell yeah, nothing like uh, doing a little Pete Rosing betting on baseball. <laughs> For sure. All right, well, we've got a lot to cover tonight. We've got the bets update. We've got quotes of the week. Uh, in your thoughts, we've got some new Twitter account ideas for you. We're going to preview the stand-up show. Uh, it'll have already taken place by the time you're hearing this, but we're going to give our preview of how we think things might go. Uh, we're going to go down memory lane with secret lovers, and we got quotes notes as well. So... We'll get started, as always, with a bets update. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. All right, well, uh, the big bet since we uh, have been away is the U.S. Open, and Michael J. Musman III won the U.S. Open bet. And, of course, he won. So it doubled, and Musk walked away with a cool $2,000. Um, it was almost 1800 when a hockey uh, Venmoed the wrong phone number. But uh, <laughs> thankfully, we avoided a, a situation there, and he was able to get it corrected. I can't believe Musk doesn't have Venmo, man. Yeah, I mean, he's on the country station. He's not uh... – <laughs> This is true. 
he so he's at least fifteen to twenty years behind the times. <laughs> uh, he's he's still making some very uh, uh, you know questionable jokes that are very outdated, and he still watches like he's he's like watching The Sopranos like I am right now. So he's just a little behind the times, but uh, yeah, good for Mus two grand, which. Uh, you know, minus the ten percent tax with uh, someone uh, not ever paying. Um, <laughs> no, Rosie, Rosie uh, broke even this time, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, good for him. And of course, Parrish uh, did not lose yet again. Six tournaments in a row that he has not lost in a golf bet. Unbelievable! So what a streak! We'll see if he can keep it up at the at the Open, uh, the Open Championship. So uh, yeah. Uh, lots of fun. Um, of course, I think the real winner at the U.S. Open bet was Chris Hockey um, at the uh, award presentation with John Rahm's wife. So uh, <laughs> I think uh, there's there's definitely uh, financial wins and then there's emotional wins. And uh, Hockey got the emotional win there for sure. Yeah, I guess, I guess we'll classify that as emotional, not, um, you know. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the NBA draft lottery has taken place uh, since we've been away as well. Uh, that was the bet that I proposed. And uh, I told Chris to take it because he would either win again emotionally or financially. He ended up winning emotionally as the Timberwolves lost the pick. But Zach was the uh, the winner financially. Um, and, of course, they had to bet $69 on it because Zach was involved. So, uh, yeah. They, nice. Uh, Meant, went pretty much to form uh, like we thought it would, and the Wolves ended up getting the seventh pick, and that pick now sits in Golden State. So way to go, Wolves. Uh, <laughs> I was actually kind of hoping they might get a top three pick because it might boost their over-under number for next year, but eh, we'll take what we can get with that, right? So I, mean, I know how right. I'm betting it either way. It's just a question of what the number is. So Exactly. <laughs> and you got plenty of time to do some shopping. Absolutely, yep. Uh, today we had the quick $5 bet between uh, Sauce and Corey. Uh, Corey bet that between Parrish and Hockey, one of them would be able to name who Devin Booker plays for. Now, they're down to f- <laughs> they're down to four NBA teams at this point. So you figure, pick one of the four NBA teams if you have no clue, right? Because why is the guy in the news? Probably because he's still playing. Uh, yeah, Parrish and Hockey both failed to do that, uh, as we figured that they would, and Sauce won a quick five bucks off a of core for that one. Didn't 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 Chris guess like the Washington Bullets or something like that? <laughs> I think he wanted to, yeah. It's like, uh, my goodness. Uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> I, that that they need to make it open for that. They need a big big voice guy, Dave Allen, open for that, or maybe even a Zach Daniels open, right? Um, of like. Will Hawk, Hawk name that basketball player? <laughs> I know, and it, the answer is almost in, invariably no. So it, it does surprise me that they actually do bet on it. So um, I'm happy when they bet on it, but I'm just surprised anybody actually bets that he would guess it correctly. So Well, and like the other day with the, the Twins, uh, uh, Corey proposed, and Corey thought that Chris could name five Twins. Oh. Our current and active twins. Uh, he only came up with one. Uh, nobody wanted the other action on that side. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, like, they just brought up, they just, like, recapped who pitched yesterday, who hit home run. Like, they just did right. the, the Saw Sports update. Yeah, like, There was, like, six twins that they just <laughs> 
exactly. See, now that's where Sauce would, even if Sauce didn't follow the twins at all, he would win that because Sauce is the he's the expert listener and he can just repeat back the information he's heard without actually, right. you know, processing it. So uh, Sauce would do well in bets like that. The last thing I wanted to hit on was the, uh, of course, Corey and Chris have the uh, when Minnesota will legalize sports betting bet. We got to 30 states. Um, uh, it was actually two weeks ago when Louisiana officially uh, ratified their sports betting. So we're at 30 now. The number's 40 and a half. Chris, of course, has the under. So he's got only 10 states left, um, and then Minnesota has to get it for him to win that bet. The big thing, really, is that um, Canada also legalized sports betting. Now, technically, they had sports betting already, but it was only parlay betting, and it was run through the lottery system, and it was really kind of an obscure thing for the most part. Um, this, what they what they did now is they decided that each of the Canadian provinces could have their own um, set up their own gambling, just like the states are doing here. So uh, most of most of the big provinces are already way in motion with this and are way down the road, and they'll probably have sports betting up and running, um, if not by football season, at least by the end of the year for a lot of them. So good news if you're headed to Canada at any point is that we will probably see sports betting. Very widespread up there, and I'm guessing, you know, as dispersed as Canada can be, they'll probably, uh, I would think, you know, it'd be smart to enact mobile gaming up there. So, um, so yeah, if you're taking that obscure fishing trip to nowhere, Ontario, yeah, yeah. Grab, pull up that phone. As long as you can get a signal, you can be betting on sports this fall. Yeah, I, I actually spend, when the borders are actually open, I spend a, a couple weekends a year up in Canada. We got a family cabin that my grandparents owned back in the day. So maybe Ontario gets it. That would be kind of cool. How embarrassing is that going to be, by the way, if you're Minnesota? Oh, I know. There's going to be a point, Chuck, in probably less than five years where all of the states and a province that uh, borders our state will have legalized sports betting and Minnesota won't. Yeah, it's, it is embarrassing because yeah. you're going to have South Dakota, North Dakota – you know, probably Manitoba and Ontario both, and Iowa, and Minnesota's just going to be sitting there with this huge, huge market of power trip listeners that are ready to throw their money at these books, and uh, nothing nothing to go. So Yeah, the, the only chance we have to beat Wisconsin is, I think, I think it's about next week or maybe two weeks from now, they're going to discover the Pete Rose uh, betting on baseball uh, scandal here, so um, there's going to be some negative press about sports gambling there. <laughs> Yeah, we can't do it. We just found out the Pete Rose bet on baseball. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for the bets update. Let's do the quotes of the week. And now it's time for the quotes of the week. I'd let Brett Favre be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the, than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. <laughs> Banging lung darts, whale. All right, friends, it is time to get to the quotes of the week, and we will start at number three with Power Trip Quotes himself, Chris Hockey. I won a Halloween costume contest there. I won $500 bar credit mm-hmm. as Jack Black, and I didn't have a costume on. Was this, like, um, a long time ago? Yeah, the Beezer was there, yeah. Did you also win the Jack-O-Lantern contest? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> oh, little shark, shark Wendy's teeth napkin, uh, oh uh, meat sauce teeth. Oh, uh, his teeth were in jail, that's for sure. Oh or his man. tongue was well, in jail, I should say, to say it correctly. 
That's one of the best lines ever. I forget whether that was Ski Club Pat, Trees, or, you know, Schmear, Pappy Pat, Schmear, whoever pretty, came up with that. I'm pretty was sure that was Ski Club Pat. Of course it was. He's so witty and beautiful. <laughs> um, speaking of beautiful people, it's more hockey at number two. Nine straight seconds. That uh, has to be the longest streak of seconds in oh, yeah. initials history. Nine straight seconds would be his longest sex as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh That's a nominee for quote of the week. <laughs> Let's make fun of meat sauce uh, for the quotes of the week this week. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that was, uh, that, well, anytime nine seconds is brought into it, uh, yeah, you know, you know who's going to be the target. Well, and I mean, I, I was kind of surprised that Sauce didn't beat him, uh, beat Hawk to that to make fun of himself. Normally he's pretty good at the self-deprecation humor. Meat Sauce! Uh, meat Sauce! <laughs> which we love. Um, well, the only one that could beat Hawk this week is the host, Corey Cove. Uh, just in case uh, any of you ladies out there are holding out, uh, giving birth can give you a big O. <clears throat> what? No. The release of hormones. That was the uh, last time Sauce gave somebody an orgasm. Jeez. That's good. That, my friends, is a number one seed in uh, the 2021 Power Trip Quarter of the Year tournament. Oh, my goodness. Oh, poor Saucy Sauce. <laughs> Definitely rip on Sauce Week. Yes. Oh, man. Well, uh, there were three fantastic quotes of the week. It's time for the weekly segment of Your Thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. All right. Well, this week in Your Thoughts, we're going to start off with uh, every every once in a while, we like to throw out um, some Twitter account ideas uh, for you guys and Sometimes they get picked up and sometimes not. But, um, you know, we, we like to take pride in the fact that we've spawned a couple of, uh, of good Twitter accounts because uh, you guys are crazy and we love it. Um, and I'm also going to propose, Dave, that there is a one-week moratorium on Steve creating any of these accounts we're suggesting. <laughs> like, give somebody else a chance. If nobody yes. else has created the account after a week, then Steve, have at it. That's I, I think that's fair, right? I agree. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first or do you want mine first? Uh, sure, I'll go first. All um, right. the So my idea um, is Power Trip bumper music. Oh, yeah. Or maybe or maybe just Power Trip tunes, uh, if that one's taken by some obscure. I think there's, there is actually a band named Power Trip. So yeah, there is. So Power Trip yeah. music might be taken, but uh, Power Trip bumper music, we'll call it. Um, I think there's so many angles. There's so much music that is woven into the show. Um, obviously, hockey loves music. He's a you know a very successful artist himself. Um, Sauce is very into music, especially with Dave Matthews Band and um, and others. And uh, Corey loves music as well. Goes to a ton of concerts. Obviously, with Three Eleven. Um, so there is a lot of musical notes. Um, they might even talk just as much music on the show um, as they do sports and they're considered a sports radio show as I tried to do. I think there was like two weeks where I blogged during quarantine uh, where I blogged every show and basically gave like a super detailed description of every episode, which in an ideal world, if I didn't have an actual job, I would, I would do, but um, <laughs> it's, it was way too much work. Um, but uh 
I mean, you could go through every song that was played, you know, for the day and, and track them and list them out and you can make playlists. You can make playlists on the iHeartRadio app. Um, you can make a Hawk playlist, a Corey playlist, uh, a Lieber playlist. Um, I just think the possibilities are endless. Yeah, I like that idea. I think, like you said, it, the, the only downside with it is it, it would be a lot of work, but it would definitely be awesome because there, are, you know, and you know, I'm I'm so lazy when it comes to things like Shazam when I don't know a song, and so there, there, you know, every once in a while there'll be a song that they're playing, and I'm like, I have no idea who this is or you know what song this is, but you know, it'd be it'd be cool to know that or at least um, at least have that context for it. So yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Thank you. What's Thank your you. idea, Chuck? All right. Well, we were worried we were going to have the same one. I'm like, if you had pulled this one, I, I would have been like, I'd have been like, hey, are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> so mine is uh, it's kind of based on a, a Twitter bit that happens from time to time, mostly involving um, John Creasel and Meat Sauce. Dov's easel photos. So mm. you uh, you just take all the different pictures of Dov that have been tweeted over the years or that get tweeted in the future and just every once in a while, just post a picture of Dov. But what would really make it good is to, you know, and I, I searched for some some different easel photos and stuff, is where you have the actual easel and like a just like a blank space, and then you insert the Dov photo onto the easel. So it's it's not just the mm. picture of Dov that you're tweeting, but you're actually tweeting it in the picture, you know, as an easel picture. So kind of uh, like I did with my Tom Shane picture I did last night. Right, exactly. So yeah, just kind of kind of turn it into an actual easel photo of Dov, and um, I guarantee you that Paul Lambert and John Creasel would probably follow you because uh, that is. <laughs> That's one of their favorite bits to do is just uh, go back and forth about how Dov passed and how his different pictures will make great easel photos. <laughs> well, I mean, you could you could also do like, uh, I mean, between Fullness and uh, Mr. Meat Sauce himself, too. Uh, there could be a there could be a spinoff of that for uh, Zach Halverson easel photos. <laughs> for sure, yes. So, although I, I don't think Zach has passed yet, whereas uh, Dov has passed uh, hundreds of times already. So uh... That's true. <laughs> uh, so, yes, there you go. A couple ideas for you. We like to throw those out every once in a while. Um, so have at it. Steve, please wait a week. All right. Well, <laughs> the uh, the comedy show is uh thursday night uh you're gonna you're gonna hear that before you hear this but we are we're recording before the comedy show so we thought it'd be fun to kind of just preview it a little bit and um you know give our thoughts on how certain participants may do so we're gonna go down the list and kind of talk about it i mean I, i will say from the top there's the one thing that did disappoint me a little bit about the comedy show is I really do wish that they had done it in front of like a neutral or, you know, an audience that isn't just power trip, because I do think there's just going to be, I mean, rooms are going to have a great, and you know, and it's awesome that they're doing it too, because I mean, we haven't had live events forever and you know, it's so cool that, you know, they're doing this, they're doing the Detroit lakes, going back to Vegas and everything like that. So it's awesome for the rooms to just go out, have a night of laughs and stuff like that. But from like a true stand-up perspective, it would have been awesome to have everybody do their shtick in front of like a true open mic night <laughs> crowd that doesn't know them to like yeah. really kind of get a sense of like 
hey, I told a joke. It absolutely bombed. Now I got the flop sweat going on because they're not finding me funny. And, you know, if the first joke bombs, the crowd gets very, like, you know, hostile towards you. And it's kind of like, yeah, this guy sucks. And even if you tell something funny later on, it's going to maybe get a ha-ha laugh instead of, like, a total gut laugh and stuff. So I just think that would have been really cool to see. But... You know, I, I, I do, like I said, I, I, it's awesome. That, and they're, and they're going to have a huge turnout. They keep talking about how, well, maybe we'll get 500 people. The place is going to be packed. You know it's going to be packed because people have just yeah. been craving some kind of live event. I mean, just look at the state fair. I mean, you know, and, and Canterbury is pretty easy to get to. It's free. I mean, it's it's going to be packed in my opinion. Well, and I mean all – all of the uh, you know the regulars on the show are going to be performing, and they've been working really hard, and you know they're really putting themselves out there. Um, so you know it takes a lot of courage. So I, you know, you, you got to hand it to these people for for having the courage to go out there and and work on a, a stand up set. Absolutely. Having said that, let's do some ripping. Um, <laughs> no, um, but I you that know was a, that was a Corey not participating joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Corey and Carly, neither one of them are actually doing the stand. Because I thought like a really good host for it would have been Charge. Like they should have gotten Charge to host it. Yeah. And because he gets a lot of the bits and stuff like that, and he's you know very adept at, at hosting stuff. And so I thought Charge would have been a great host. And I really do wish Corey and Carly would have done it. But you know, or Cy uh, Amundsen. Yeah. Oh, Cy would have been a perfect host. But uh, yeah. So. But outside of that, we're not getting them. So let's go down the line. So um, you just you put these in order. Um, we'll just go with it. Uh, so first up, we're going to talk about Chris Hockey. So you know, I think I think Hawk is going to be like right in the middle of the pack, if you ask me. Um, I, you know, I think I think he's going to have one or two bits. It sounds like he really has you know his his thoughts down and polished. So uh, you know, I think he's going to you know whether they're killer jokes or corny dad jokes or whatever. I think he's going to have it. Like, I think he's going to have a good routine. He's very comfortable in front of crowds, obviously. So I don't think that's going to bother him at all. So I think, I think hockey's going to be just like, you know, right there, pretty solid. And depending upon what the jokes are, he could actually maybe be one of the, the top performers. Cause I do think he'll be smooth. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, one of the things I enjoy and respect the most about Chris is that he puts his heart and soul into everything that he does and he doesn't half ass anything. And um so I, I think just I mean, just like his music, just like the show, I think he's taking this seriously. I think he's putting a lot of time and effort into it, and he obvious I mean by quotes alone, I think I think he is half of the all-time power trip quotes yeah um he is a very outstandingly funny guy i don't want to say i have super high expectations but i have pretty high expectations uh for chris if we if we were grading this i would i would predict uh chris hockey with like a b grade yep yep i think that's pretty fair all right well next up is zach why don't you go first all right zach um okay so Sounds like he's worked on about five, six, maybe a baker's dozen uh, worth of bits. And uh, to the point where I think it was uh, Friday or Monday, um, he actually <laughs> turned uh, for some uh, hockey scraps, um, <laughs> you know, with, with the Denny's omelet bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe we see the Denny's omelet bit. Maybe. Um, uh, I, I think he's trying. It doesn't sound like he's super confident. I don't know that Zach... 
Zach is he's a little more quiet into himself. He, he I think he fancies himself an introvert, but uh, I think then the bar is set so low that um, I think he'll succeed. I actually have fairly high expectations for him as well. Um, if I were to predict a letter grade, I would say somewhere around like a C minus. Yeah, it's it, he's he, to me Zach is the biggest variance. Um, I could see Zach absolutely bringing down the house and having just some great because Zach always has like good insights and he's like really he's he can be really quick and so he could have like an angle on something that could just be absolutely hilarious. He could also uh, be at the other end of the spectrum, in my opinion. Um, you know, because depending upon you know how nervous he is about it and you know, just, uh, just what, what angle he takes. Cause I see, in my opinion, I see Zach t- being the kind of guy that he's going to take like one topic and run with it. Like his whole bit is yep. going to be one topic. And if it hits, it could be lights out. And if it, if it doesn't, it could, it could be a little bit of a disaster. <laughs> so I, I think, I think Zach has the opportunity for the most variance, but like I said, I, I, you know, I, I, I do, I do agree. He's probably going to be in that C ish range or so, you know, um, but, uh, but you know, that's uh, this is why they play the games, right? Well, right. Well, and the, there's another thing with Zach that I think is underrated. And in comedy, I think for me so much of comedy and good stand-up comedy is about the cadence and uh, kind of like the bit. Like, oh, I, I forget who's like a good example that uh, the guy who just does the one-liners. Like, Stephen uh, Wright. Stephen Wright. Like, yep. his cadence is just like... Uh, 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 and yep. you know Zach is very monotone and lazy yep, he uh, hit with like his that. words or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that bit plays. Exactly. I don't know. I, yep. I, I, you put it very well by saying it, he is probably the the highest variance. It, it could be biblically uh, bad or very good. Yep. Well, next up is Parrish. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think I, I'll be surprised if Parrish is the funniest guy out there uh, or has the best set. Uh, you know, it's to me, it's not his, you know, coming up with one liners and stuff isn't, you know, necessarily Parrish's forte. I think he's a really funny guy. He's got great. I mean, he's got a bajillion stories. Like the, the thing I love about Parrish is he'll start telling a story just, to, you know, with not necessarily even intending it to be like funny or making people laugh. And it turns out to be absolutely hilarious. And he's done that so many times over the years talking about, you know, something that happened to him or teammates or a situation he was in. And it's just, it ends up being a hilarious story. And he was just, you know, talking about something that happened. So, um, so I do, I do think Parrish will, you know, hopefully he goes that route. He tells, you know, maybe a couple stories or, or things that happened to him. I do love the, you know, they kind of hinted at it this week. If he came out and opened with, yeah, I went to Walmart to buy <laughs> Animal House <laughs> and came home with, and just completely ripped off all of Sauce's material. I think that would kill. I think that would be absolutely would hilarious. Just take all of Sauce's like big jokes and, <laughs> and tell him with like a twisted angle. Like, yeah, I know I'm ripping this off, but I, I don't know. I think that it would, it would absolutely make me laugh. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, like you said, uh, you know, in how many years of playing hockey, professional and youth and uh, juniors in college, um, you know, there's probably some hilarious uh, hockey locker room stories or after the oh, yeah. game stories that you could tell. Um, you know, pick one of those and he would knock it out of the park. But um, 
like you said, he's probably not going to be the best one, not going to be the funniest one, but uh, I'll be shocked if he was the worst. Yeah, oh, um, for I, sure. I think he's going to be right in the middle. Um, he, he is a very funny dude. He's met some very interesting people. Um, I, I'm I'm fairly optimistic about Mark's, Mark Parrish's chances uh, to do well. All right. Take a crack at Tommy. Oh, boy. Um, my God, he could, uh, sing the wiener, 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 wiener (laughs) song, uh, for two minutes and it would be spectacular. I think you're going to get the most laughs. You're going to get the most energy out of the crowd. Um, I'll I'll be interested to see, you know, or hear the crowd who gets the crowd riled up the most when they're up there because uh, Tommy is just an absolute lightning rod. No matter what he does, uh, I think the crowd is going to love it. So uh, maybe it won't be the best comedy set, um, but I think he'll definitely get like the fan favorite vote um, for the comedy show. Yeah. I, I, I think Tommy's going to get up there and I think he's going to, he's going to bring the energy and like, you know, his first two jokes will, will probably be good, you know, good, not, you know, maybe not bring the house down funny, but you know, good jokes. And then he's going to do something like lose his place or forget the next joke. And he'll start laughing and whatever. <laughs> and the crowd is just going to love that because it's going to be just absolute perfect Tommy. And, uh, um, so, oh, 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 exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think he'll lose his place a couple times, forget a couple things. And yeah, I think, I think it'll just be perfect Tommy. And, um, you know, and, and he's, like you said, he brings the energy. He's a funny guy. And, um, you know, and, 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 you know, he will laugh. Cause like, you know, most comedians, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to laugh at their own jokes or whatever. And, you know, Tommy, either because he screwed up or out of nervousness or something, he's going to be laughing and it's just going to, it's going to build the energy that much more. So, uh, yeah, I totally agree on that one. Um, as far as Marnie goes, um, she keeps uh, skirting the line on whether or not she's gonna gonna curse. Um, I, I do think if she does say shit like she has uh, said that she might, uh, the I bomb. I do think that's gonna get a reaction from the crowd. And I agree with you know if she if she got dirty at all, like I think the crowd would eat it up. But I don't, I don't think she's gonna do that. I don't think she's really gonna break character for this. She might be a, you know she's gonna be a little bit looser and stuff like that, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see because like Marty's not like, you know, necessarily the jokester, you know, she's not telling a lot of one liners and stuff on the show and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see like what her routine actually is. If she tells like, you know, some, some one liners, if she tells a couple stories, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I I love Marnie. Um, I do tend to, I, I would be surprised if she was one of the top uh, performers, but you know, you never know either because she's always said that like her her goal is you know was always to be on Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. So it might be in her, and it might just be that you know we haven't we haven't we haven't seen you know that the joke telling side necessarily of her. I mean she she's funny on the show, but it it just doesn't strike me as like stand up material. So I'm Marnie Marnie. I will definitely say Marnie is the one that I am the most curious about. Yeah, that that's a that's a great way to put it, Chuck. Uh, yeah, I think Marnie, <laughs> I, I think she'll do really well. I know she's probably probably one of the most nervous out of everyone. Um, but I mean, really looking down the list, that uh, they've all been in bigger spots than this. 
Um, so I, I don't think any of them have anything to be worried about. But uh, I was, I'm hoping Marnie kind of goes with like the Fargo angle, like Fargo mm. the movie. Yeah. You know, she's she's from a little town, and you know, Bismarck or I think it, Minot. I think it's Bismarck, Minot, North Dakota. Um, you know, if she kind of makes fun of herself, um, you know, has some self-deprecating humor in there. I think, I think she could hit a home run and, uh, yeah, no, I, I think Marnie will be really good. Uh, yeah. If she drops a, a S bomb or a F bomb, um, I think the crowd is just going to go wild. The crowd will love that. That'll definitely bring the energy. All right. Johnny bonus. What do you think? Hmm. Johnny bonus. Now, uh, it sounds like Johnny's been, uh, having a couple sleepless nights thinking about this. I'm a little worried about it. Um, he's very charismatic, um, and and very funny. Now, if you're picking one person to be in the audience at a comedy show, I think there's no doubt in mind that the, the number one overall selection would be John bonus. Uh, but how does he act as a comic himself? It'll be interesting. Uh, you know, it, it can't be all 1940s baseball stats. Right. Um, you know, he's got to bring the heat a little bit. I I think there is a chance. I, I don't think he's going to be in the top three. Um, I think there's a real chance he could be in the bottom three. Um, but he could also surprise me. I mean, that's the nice thing is some of these people who you're like, oh, boy, I don't really know – if they even make you laugh once, it's only, you know, a minimum of a, a two minute set. If they make you laugh once. I mean, you did your job. Yeah. Like, it's it, it, like you said, it's a power trip fans that are going to be there. It's not, you know, random people at Acme or something like that. So um, I, I hope he does well because I'm sure that he is stressing out. <laughs> My prediction for bonus, and this is probably one of the more specific predictions I have is bonus is the oldest person that'll be performing. And he's mm. probably one of the smartest people that'll be performing. And my prediction is that he's going to be funny, but it's not going to necessarily be like broad appeal. I think he's going to maybe either use like some older references or some things that refer- that like, maybe you have to be at like a little bit, you know, higher, higher level to, uh, to process. I, I feel like he's going to have some jokes that are like really funny, but they're going to miss part of the audience. And, um, so, so hopefully Lou Cove is going to be in attendance. Oh, if Lou, if Lou's there, John will bring the house down. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so that's just, uh, that's my prediction. Cause, uh, but yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how he performs. Cause I, you know, he's clearly not nervous about dancing in front of a large crowd of rooms. So no. um, I can't imagine he'll be nervous doing comedy, uh, but it, it'll just be interesting to see how his jokes hit. So, all right, next up is we got two left. We've got Muss and AJ. Um, Mike Musman, Michael J. Musman III, the guy who is responsible for starting all this to begin with. Um, you know, we, we've we only got a small sample size of Muss relative to some of the other guys. But my prediction is that Muss is going to win this thing. I think Muss is a super funny dude. And I think it's really going to shine when he can be a little bit, you know, he can... He can be a little bit more blue, you know, maybe throw a few F-bombs in there and stuff and really embellish his story because he really is so much like hockey in terms of being a storyteller. And I I, I think Muss is just going to bring the house down with uh, with his routine. And he is he's my he's my pick. If I you know, if there were lines on this and I had to put some cash down, I would 100 percent be putting my money on Muss to win it. 
Wow. Well, I mean, the blood is on his hands. Like you said, this is his idea. Um, and he probably wouldn't suggest it if it wasn't something, A, that he'd want to do, and B, that he thought that he'd be good at. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean... I feel like the bar set a little high for him, so he's gonna have to he's gonna have to bring the heat. But yeah, he he's a really funny guy. I I I remember I think it was either in quotes notes or maybe I just texted you. But the first time that he joined the show for the entire show, I'm like, it, he must just fits. He works. Um, him and hockey are are somewhat similar with their humor and uh and, and their age and stuff like that and interests. And I. I I just really like him on the show, and uh, yeah, I I think he's going to do really well. Yep, for sure. All right, last up is AJ. AJ Mansour. Uh, Probably not going to hear a lot of swearing. Probably (laughs) not going to hear a lot of, uh, you know, sexual jokes. Can you imagine if he Um, completely broke character and just went total R-rated on it? Yeah, I mean, he could walk away with it if he... uh, you know, opened up his vocabulary a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think AJ will take it seriously. Um, obviously he, uh, takes all of his work seriously at the fan and does an outstanding job behind the scenes and doesn't get, uh, probably enough credit for the show's success as, uh, he probably should on the digital side. But, um, I think, I think he will do exactly what's asked. I think it'll be a two minute set. It'll be comedy. And um, I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised by AJ's performance. Yeah, um, it, it, it definitely will be interesting what subject matter he chooses. The one thing that I could see AJ, like to me, the, like the, the the long shot. You know, I I do feel like AJ is a little bit more of a long shot to win this, but I think the one chance that he would have would be if he were to turn the tables and absolutely like just rip on Corey and Carly for not doing it like Mm. like almost like a reverse roast where you know he gets up there and just you know starts starts laying into to Corey and carly for for not doing it you know and uh because i do think you know it i i I do think a lot of people you know wanted wanted them to do it and i i do think he'd get some crowd support for that you know and it would kind of be a little bit shocking too because it's like you know aj this nice guy and everything like that. And all of a sudden he's just out there, uh, out there ripping on Corey and Carly. But I don't know that, that that's my, I, I don't think that'll happen, but you know, you never know. That would be, that'd be an interesting uh, turn of events if that were to happen. So, but. Oh, could you imagine if this whole event is a hoax for whoever didn't want to do it and want to be the host? So in this case, Corey and Carly, if it turned into a roast and they all wrote roast sets for this instead of like, comedy bits and Corey and Carly don't know that they're actually going to their own roast. That would, that would be hilarious. It w- it would be absolutely hilarious. And it would be like, it would be so funny because like, you know, Corey's so excited about, you know, being able to like, I'm going to rip on everybody and you know, blah, blah, blah. And it would be hilarious <laughs> if everybody just like, yeah, well, uh, here you go. Um, but I, I don't think that will happen at all, but it, I, I, I do think there will probably be a couple jokes about that. You know, some people will uh, will insert some jokes about that. Probably Sauce is probably the one likely to do that since he's got the long set and he'll be the headliner and and everything at the end. So I'm guessing Sauce will maybe get a few barbs in on uh, on Corey and Carly for it. But uh, yeah, so 
there you have it. That's kind of our thoughts heading into it. Uh, we're not really going to rank Sauce because Sauce is the pro in this, and we know he's going to just yes. bring the house down. So. And speaking of Sauce bringing the house down, um, I was out for a walk uh, about a week ago. I was listening to an old podcast uh, for an unrelated reason, and I just happened to come across a, a an old bit that they did coming back from uh, – Coming back from break, they uh, played Secret Lovers by Atlantic Star as bumper music. And we know how much Sans loves that song, but it really got going in this episode. You're listening to The Power Trip on The Fan. Chris Hockey show, he's going through all his songs and then he stops to play Secret Lovers. <laughs> and drops trowel. <laughs> oh, you have to. <laughs> oh, out of respect. Oh, oh. wow. Um, I, you know, theater of the mind there. Yes. Uh, I was just closing my eyes. You know, I, I kind of envision Sauce with his eyes closed. His head is, you know, pointed at the ground. He's got just one hand up and he's just, you know, bobbing his head and you know, uh, just really getting into it there because really, I mean, outside of a couple of button bars, it, it, they were just playing the song. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's, that's why I love radio, man. Theater of the mind. You can just kind of picture, picture it however you want to. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and, and that song is such a banger. I love, I love it that is. they just let it play. Cause so many times they'll come back from break and just start talking over whatever, but yeah, just, just let it breathe a little bit. I hope if Hawk actually if Hawk listens to this episode, um, don't even say it. Just play this as bumper music after you've heard this podcast. Just <laughs> as a test. No, not yet. At home, I do nothing all day. Well, it. Come on, Kate. I don't know. This. But think about you and hope that you're okay. You don't seem that upset over it, but you don't know. You guys are enjoying it. No, 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 no. Don't, don't lump me into this. Oh, you want me to not enjoy it? No, you can do whatever you want. This is America, Kate. That's true. John Bonus, your thoughts, Secret Lovers. <laughs> I got nothing on this, so it's all good. <laughs> You know the reason Sauce and I like this song? Because you guys are secret lovers. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Get over here and slow dance with me, Chili. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting so into it, singing it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I love that. Uh, 
you know why you and Sauce like this so much? Yeah, because we're secret lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I loved how uh, Corey, Corey and Bonas were both like, yeah, d- d- don't don't include me with this. Or I'm not a part of this. This is totally this is totally between Chris and Sauce. <laughs> Oh, Carly. Oh, Carly Faye. Do you remember when Bogart gave the Omega Blues that spot? We just grabbed that chick's ass. That's what Sauce is doing right now. Oh, my God. You know what? You know what sucks about him being my lover? Jeez. You know what sucks about him being my secret lover? I can't imagine how long that list is. He's so indelicate when it comes to my genitals. Yeah. You really are. Yeah, you're pretty rough. You're very rough. You moved into it. Uh, well, I did not. Hawk, Sauce, Sauce has never seen Revenge of the Nerds, but you have a million times, I love right? It. Yeah, yeah, love it. He just went booger on you. He, you remember when Booger dances with the, the yeah, Omega Moon? He, he just goes right that's for the right, ass and two handfuls right. of ass. That's what he did, and he hasn't even seen the film. How do you know that deep Secret down you channeled your inner booger? Dudley Dawson. <laughs> you okay. racked me, man. Yeah, you racked him. You really did. Oh, yeah. All right. Alright, whatever. Sports! Okay. Freaking sports when we got Atlantic Star going on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's annoyed that, he, uh, that we have to stop the show to talk about sports. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I'd rather listen to uh, to that song for five minutes than talk about sports, that's for sure. And see, Theater of the Mind, every time I hear that song now, I picture Sauce doing the two-cheat grab of Chris Hockey yes. pulling him close. So. <laughs> They both just have both hands on slabs, just <laughs> thrusting in the studio. Oh, my God. I love that. Uh, fun little trip down memory lane there. Quote. Notes. Quote. Notes. Quote. Notes. Quotes. Notes. <laughs> uh, that makes me say, ow. <laughs> ow. God, that is such a banger. It I, is. I love that song. Um, uh, what do you got? Okay, well, this is two weeks old, so I, I guess we we found this out. This is old news now, uh, but I wrote down uh, the Seventh Avenue pizza f- new uh, new pizza flavors coming out, and I said that I hope that is barbecue chicken. Well, way better than barbecue chicken. It's a meat sauce branded pizza. Yeah, have you had one yet? I haven't. I I mean, I eat. I probably eat one or two Seventh Avenue pizzas a week just because we have a nice pizza maker at our office. Oh. Um, but I haven't found the meatball one yet. But I uh, back when they had the five for twenty five deal at Lunds and Byerly's, I stocked up. Yeah. Um, so so I, I gotta find me a meat sauce pizza. But uh, I mean that that is a great endorsement for sauce. To have his own pizza. Absolutely. I, I love when I see uh, pictures of the pizza on Twitter since uh, obviously I can't get them down here. So uh, I'll have to have to try one if I can find one when I'm up there the next time. Yeah, I got to get a bag of dry ice or however dry iced is uh, 
distributed and uh, send you a couple, slang you a couple zaws down there. <laughs> For sure. Um, always Sony in Philadelphia kicks ass. Um, Hawk gets so frustrated that nobody on the show watches it. Um, but my God. It is so perfect for those guys, and uh, you know if they're not going to take Hawk's advice, they're definitely not going to take mine. But uh, always sunny in Philadelphia kicks ass. Yeah, it's one of those that's always on my list, and just have not gotten to it yet. Yeah, well, you need to move it up your goddamn list. <laughs> uh, speaking of TV shows, I just started watching The Sopranos on Sunday night. Yes, uh, I am. I have one episode left of season one. And I am having an absolute blast of a time watching it. Oh, my God. I can't believe uh, the show is, whatever, 21, 22 years old now. Um, there's even a prequel movie coming out. The trailer just dropped the other day. Um, but I I am so happy that I started watching it. It, uh, It's so good. Yeah, and it definitely <laughs> Have you holds seen up. it all, Chuck? I've I've seen most of the last half of it. Like I got started on it late and I didn't go back and watch like all the early episodes and stuff like that. So I kind of got into it a, a little bit later and stuff, but yeah, it is, it's very much like a time piece. And so it holds up. It's like, it's not like, Oh, you know, well that's, you know, it feels older. It, it, it just feels like it was set in that time and that's uh, it, it, and it totally works. And so, yeah, I'm not surprised at all that it holds up so well for you. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's probably the original like TV drama that really got the series started. Um, yeah, you know now they're so popular, but that was really the OG show. So uh, yep, Sopranos, go see it. Go see um, it. next up, uh, Sauce mentioned this one, and I might even want to get this tattooed on my body because I agree with it so much. But uh, when you play pool tabs and you pull one of the windows. And either you have a line or a serial number. Set it aside. Always let that shit marinate. <laughs> always let pull tabs marinate. I love that um, he calls them PTs now, too. You can't even call them pull oh, yeah. tabs. <laughs> it's a Tommy thing. Yeah, it was a Tommy Olsen. Soon the, Tommy probably calls them poos. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to shorten PTs. Which, uh, which leads me into my next one is uh, new Tommy Olsen abbreviations. Uh, I have a list in my notes app here. <laughs> There's of a all Twitter account. Slang. And uh, yeah, there we go. There's another one. Um, so we learned that Cho, Cho's, is, uh, equals nachos. Yes. And uh, MOA equals the MOA, Mall of America. <laughs> so he, he got some Bama Cho's at MOA. Well, and even Bam is short, right? So uh, right. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, yeah, I, the so first Tommy. the first time he dropped shows, I had no idea. Like I I I wasn't even comprehending what he was talking about at first, and it took me like two or three seconds. I was like, oh, he's talking about nachos. Okay. <laughs> Which Lord. I mean, nachos kick ass. Oh and my underrated God. thing. Um, if I'm sure some of our listeners have gone to uh, Granite City Food and Brewery. Oh yeah, um, I, think I got that here. Oh, really? Nice. Um, Have you ever had the Idaho nachos? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. So, seasoned waffle fries instead of chips. Mm. uh, Loaded up with sour cream. Seasoned sour cream, I believe. Um, Green onions. It's got everything. It is... I mean, I love, like, standard nachos, 
But, man, Idaho nachos at Grand City, holy shit, they're so good. Back in the day, too, I don't know if they have it anymore, but Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville at the Flamingo in Vegas. It's the most touristy, crappy place. But they had this thing called Volcano Nachos. And it was uh, like at least, you know, it was it, it was probably 18 inches to two feet tall, you know, shaped like a volcano. It had everything in it. And you could just pick out a nacho and, you know, make whatever flavor you wanted. You know, it's like, OK, this one I want sour cream and I want salsa and, I, you know, whatever. It's like you could just make whatever flavor combinations you want. We ordered that one time, my wife and I. With another couple, we'd gone out there with the four of us. We got about halfway through it. It's just, it was enormous, and it was just Damn. the best. So if you're if you ever find yourself for some god awful reason at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, see if they have the volcano nachos because I can vouch for those. Damn, those sound really good. Uh, side note to the nachos, um, I make uh, what in college I made for my roommates one time, and I perfected this recipe now. It's rotisserie barbecue chicken nachos. So it's rotisserie chicken. I pull it all apart, put the really smoky barbecue sauce on it, layer it with cheddar cheese, red onion. Oh, my God. It's it's absolutely to die for. I would eat that. Um, next up, uh, my favorite thing ever is when Hawk goes on a rant defending his reckless spending and goes – because I wake up, I make my own decisions. I wake up at 3.15 every morning, you know? Like, I, I just love how it, that's his justification every time. It's like, yeah, I'm going to buy a robot vacuum cleaner right. that, you know, has a margarita machine attached to it. Because whatever, I wake up at 3.15 in the morning, like, you know, <laughs> it just, I just love that that's his, uh, that's always his, like, go-to defense. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, hey, I, I'm, I'm right there with them, man, because it's like, yeah, you get you reach a certain point and It's like, you know what? I, I I work for this and it's like, I don't care if it's a stupid purchase. Uh, I'm 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 doing it. So let's go for it. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, church challenge punishment idea. Uh, the bottom two or OK, I'll put it this way. It's the handcuff idea. So for 24 hours, if one person loses to the ghost, that person has to be in handcuffs for 24 hours. If two people lose to the ghost, the two people have to be handcuffed to each other (laughs) for 24 hours. (laughs) Um, If three people lose, the three people have to be handcuffed to each other for 24 hours and on and on and on. So there's the potential of, like it, it's a sucky situation no matter what, but then it's there's also a different element in there where do you want to just be handcuffed to yourself? That's probably better than you know Sauce being handcuffed to to Corey and AJ you know for 24 hours. Like there's some strategy in there. Um, I, I thought that that was kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I love I love the idea. I'm gonna modify it just a little bit. Um, I, what I what I think would be reasonable because like Chris Hockey's super claustrophobic, and you know he he's talked about before when he's been in handcuffs, you know how that would how you know it would make him feel like completely you know just awful and everything. So I I don't know that he would agree to it, but I I would say to make it a little bit better, what you would do 
is because um, I wouldn't want to sleep in handcuffs. I think you you wouldn't sleep. I mean, you just have to no. stay up. I don't think you'd sleep. So what I would modify it to is I would say it's a 12-hour punishment. So if you lose by yourself, you're in handcuffs by yourself for 12 hours, and then it gets cut down exponentially by how however many people there are. So, for example, if there's two people, then you, you cut the 12 in half and eat, the two people are handcuffed to each other for six hours. If it's three people, you divide it by three and they're handcuffed to each other for four hours. So it's not like this inordinate amount of time. But I think I do think the two two people handcuffed to each other is because I, immediately I'm picturing sauce and hockey handcuffed to each other. <laughs> and oh, my God, how awkward would that be? Because, you know, especially if you made it like at least like six hours you know, one of them's going to have to go to the bathroom at some point. And I think that's where it's going <laughs> to really get right. to be interesting. Like how great of like content would that be? Oh my God. And that's why I think like a shorter amount of time, maybe it's actually, uh, actually doable. So yes, I'm, I'm all on board with that. I think it, they just have to do it within parameters that everybody would be, uh, be comfortable with. Yeah. And I mean, you, you, you bring in the, fa- if there's three people who do it, I mean, there is the possibility for some downhill skiing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, and I remember too, like in, uh, the hangover, there were three of them handcuffed to each other. And of course, Zach Galifianakis was in the middle, um, Alan and, uh, yep. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, he's, he's not the guy you want in the middle. Uh, that, that wouldn't work too well. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I, I love the idea. I, I would love to see that happen. Um, next up I have, uh, every time I do the quotes of the week, except for this last week, um, Corey always tells me that I have them in the wrong order, which <laughs> kind of drives me nuts. Well, it, I mean, it, it's his opinion, and, and like, I, I think he even texted you about it, and, like, that's his job on the show is to basically be, like, the critic and find a different angle and all this stuff. But it's like, I'm like, oh, all right, you know, I whip out this thing and send it to Chris, and I'm excited to hear it on the morning. And, uh, like, the first thing after it's played, it's like, Chris is like, oh, all right, that was cool. And Corey's like, yeah, I would have had them in reverse order. Or, yeah, that one wasn't funny, and that one should have been the note. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> well, just take pride in the fact that he's not thinking of other quotes that should have been included. So apparently you're getting the right that's three true. quotes. You're just getting them in the wrong Yeah. Way. I mean, that's good enough for a guy like me. <laughs> I'm, I'm no rocket scientist here. But, um, next up, uh, this is a hot-button topic, and I hope I don't get canceled for it, but uh, – they debated uh, whether the Cheddar Bay Biscuits are better than the Olive Garden breadsticks. This is absolutely not a debate. I'm curious to hear your answer. I I, I go breadsticks, man. Oh, my God. I go breadsticks. What? You you oh, are I, canceled. I, I mean, the, the, the biscuits are fantastic. Biscuits are one of my favorite things in the world. Um but my God, maybe it's the soup. I, I get the chicken dumpling soup and See, I enjoy like dipping it in the soup. Like uh, those breadsticks are. This, oh. this is where you have to separate it because the, the true test is you go sit at a table. I give you three breadsticks, three breadsticks and three Cheddar Bay biscuits and like a DC or something. And y- you consume it all. 
and then you have the chance to to, to reorder one or the other, 100% of the time you are going to reorder the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. It's not even close. Now, uh, I, I get some I people see, have – I don't a, think so. Like, I think there's a possibility, no. but I don't think so. No, it, it's Cheddar Bay Biscuits without – they don't sell Olive Garden breadsticks at the store. They sell Cheddar Bay Biscuits at the store. And why? Because people want to make them at home because they're not always at Red Lobster. No, I get it. I'm a contrarian, and you know, it's just like my opinion, man. But it's, like, it's um, the wrong opinion. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Whatever. Um, moving on. Uh, great to hear from Doctor Zach. Uh, glad to he- hear him on the show. Uh, you know, really, he was kind of uh, the power trip bets and the power trip quotes before we were who we are. He was. Yeah. Um, you know, back basically, I think 2013 to 2000. I think he ended around 2015 or 16 or something Can like that. But uh, info, yeah. Yeah. No, he was kind of the us before we were us. So uh, great to hear that he is doing something better with his life than working on uh, the radio, you know. Um, something better with his life than we are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Losers like us. Um, yeah, he's failing to the top. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, great to hear from him. Great to hear that he's doing well. And uh, sneakily, I think he lives within an hour of uh, where my parents have a place down in Florida. So maybe I'll have to reach out to him and uh, go to the, go bet on the pups. Go play uh, the pups down in Florida. Absolutely, yeah. He uh, every once in a while I'll find myself going through his uh, some of his old tweets on KFan Stats and Info because he used to track all sorts of different things. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, it, it, he definitely was like kind of a combination of all of the you know he would have if the initials game was around back then he would have tracked that. In fact, I think he did early on. He tracked the initials game as well. So yep. power trip initials. There you go. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> he did, uh, he definitely did a lot in the, uh, the early Twitter days. Yes, he did. Uh, well done young man. Uh, next up, uh, deep thoughts from a dumbass. uh, was, <laughs> I, maybe it was just a one-time bit from Hawk, but the open is so funny alone <laughs> that, uh, right. I think it's a great bit. It's just these, you know, random stories, but. I think the bit works really well. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, uh, I I definitely love thoughts. hearing hearing random thoughts. <laughs> random thoughts. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, next, uh, oh, I put it out on my Twitter because I was pretty nervous. And I was looking for some advice because I've never done it before. Um, but on Saturday, I gave my first uh, best man speech uh, at my best friend's wedding, and uh, I got some some tremendous advice uh the night before uh from a lot of uh, the listeners you included um (laughs) really i I should just save that thread for whenever there's a rube that needs to come up with a best man speech but uh i was very nervous i'd only given one like public speech in my uh in my life before that and that was a senior year for speech class um i was very nervous it got emotional um, but I heard from a lot of my friends and from the bride and groom that it was very well done. So, um, very relieved to have that over. In fact, when it was over, um, I think I ripped about, I don't know, it, there was a lot of fireball that was consumed and, uh, <laughs> I, I may or may not have been inventing dance moves on the floor, including the airplane. So, <laughs> 
Yeah, I've did, uh, I've been the best man three times, I think, in my life. And uh, the the very first one I had to do, um, I this is an older reference, but the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? They used to do a hoedown. Yes. And it was my, uh, my, my buddy and his wife's, like, that was their favorite show by far. And they loved, like, the hoedown. And so I wrote a parody song to I, I basically did a hoedown for them that focused on them and it was funny and so I just I sang that as the uh, the speech and they like for for like a year every time I'd come over to their house they're like oh oh we gotta watch your speech and everything and so they'd put in the VCR tape and I'd have to watch <laughs> myself singing horribly and stuff so but that's awesome yeah if you if you can find like something something funny that ties in with the with with what they like and stuff like that that's that's a cool way to go but um yeah sometimes you know I'm I'm not I'm not always like the sentimental guy in situations like that. So I'm like, I'm always the guy that tries to keep things light and funny and stuff. So that was my angle. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, next up, uh, time for two more, uh, congrats to Cade Kenzemius on his commitment to the university of Minnesota golden gopher football program. I'm shocked that he's going to the gophers. uh, Well, right. And, uh, (laughs) he did announce his verbal commitment um, on Father's Day, what uh, I couldn't think of, you know, I'm getting misty thinking about it here, but there's no possible better uh, Father's Day present for the Fargo Flash than for his son to commit to the Golden Gophers. And no better gift to, to the son than knowing that your dad is going to pick you to win every single college game you ever play. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and, and he is a gambler, so... Uh, there might be some conflict of interest there. You know, the NCAA might be knocking on his door. <laughs> uh, we'll uh, we'll keep that <laughs> we'll keep that under the table. <laughs> yes. Um, for the last one here, uh, very serious note. Um, prayers for AJ and the Monsoor family um, after the tragic loss of his uncle. Um, Obviously, AJ has been posting a lot about it and wrote an article on KFan.com. Um, it just, I feel absolutely awful for his family. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll leave it there. But uh, thoughts and prayers, AJ, for you and your family. Yeah, it totally sucks. And, yeah, there, there are a lot of issues going on there. And, yeah, it just uh, sucks. That's all you can say. So, yep. Well, that will do it for a very long and extended quotes notes. All right. All right. Well, we better wrap it up because I think people are tired of us talking and they're wanting to get to some comedians or some other stuff. So, uh, Dave, where can they find you at in the meantime? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at PowerTripQuotes. All right. I'm, of course, at PowerTripBets, and we will be back next week with another show, and we'll figure out a time to drop the Lost Vegas episode. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Be sure to give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you think we're hideous, please lie. We'll be